Prepare to enter a whole new dimension. It's a view from space with the spaceman. Your city, your station, 640 Toronto. Hi, and welcome on the Spaceman at 640 Toronto. This is a view from space. I welcome you if you're listening on the radio on 640 Toronto. Or if you're logged on to your PC and sitting at home. Or your Mac and you're logged on to 640toronto.com. Listening to me wherever you are in the world. Pope John Paul II was born under a solar eclipse. And yesterday, he was buried under another solar eclipse. His life was bookended by solar eclipses. Ironic or staged? And whatever you think or may not think or suspect or may not suspect, the Pope's burial came under the sign of a solar eclipse. I'll have something to say very shortly here on A View from Space about the exact day he died and possibly put a question in your mind as to whether April 2nd was actually the true date. It could be said that he is or was a sun god in the pagan sense of the word sun god how close he came to be in the antichrist's false prophet we'll never know his successor may actually be the false prophet of revelation prophecies this partial solar eclipse that was visible Friday funeral day April 8th, the first day picked two for Camilla Parker Bowles and Prince Charles' wedding, which was bumped to today, was visible Friday across a corridor extending from the South Pacific to the Americas, nearly half of the sun's diameter covered over with a shadow of the moon. In Central America, in the northern portion of South America, people watching in the sky saw the sun reduced to a narrow ring of fire at the height of the phenomenon. The next solar eclipse will be October 3rd this year. This was the first one of this year. And eclipses are omens of something to come. The October 3rd solar eclipse, the next one this year will be visible from the Iberian Peninsula and across Africa. The next solar eclipse visible from around our vicinity in North America is not going to be until May 20th, 2012. Shortly after that, uh uh-oh, 
Venus. Again, comes back to transit the sun on June 6, 2012. And I don't have to tell you, a lot of things happened since that date of June 8, 2004, when Venus, Venus first transited the sun. An incredible chain of events has been happening, and it's just been constant. The occult rituals that we have been subjected to since then, I'm sure have never been surpassed, ever. The Illuminati is moving so quickly because they know they only have so much time left. This funeral with John Paul II was the largest funeral in human history watched by hundreds of millions of people around the world. Four kings present, five queens, leaders from over 100 countries attending. And as Pope John Paul II was revered by those high officials from around the world, including Bush, his dad, and Bill Clinton, who have been in the news constantly together lately, and that is another show in itself on A View from Space on 640 Toronto. There is clearly a ritual going on with Bill Clinton and probably readying him to take over Kofi Annan's job at the UN. The precursor to the one world government is the UN. At this funeral, you saw that the Zoroastrian tradition was observed to the very last. They made sure, made careful, painstakingly sure that this ancient occult tradition was being followed at this funeral. It was chocked full of evidence of paganism in the death and burial of this Pope. The Pope always wears white. Visitors almost always wear black. That's Illuminati symbolism dating back some 4,000 years. White-black dress symbolism says that the Pope is a god and the rulers of the earth acknowledge it. And there was a sea of black clothing from everybody in the audience attending this funeral. In fact, I saw no other color clothing. It seems as though everyone that was allowed near the Pope had to wear black And did you, did you notice what they dressed him in? And by the way, the Gamarellis, the very famous fine clothier in Rome, who have been dressing popes for a hundred years or more, also had the job of making his tunic 
for him to be on display at the Basilica. They actually took the television cameras into Gamarelli's business, place of business, but would not show the head of the owner. And I thought, gee, that's really strange. They actually shot the owner of the store from the waist down, as well as its interviewer. In other words, they showed the crotch through the whole interview. And as you know, Freemasons wear the apron. The apron covers up the penis. The symbol for the penis is the obelisk, right in the middle of the front yard, the front door of the Vatican. The largest one ever is there. I'll talk about that in a few minutes on 640 Toronto on a view from space. Shocking, absolutely shocking video came out of this incredible, the most, the, the largest funeral in human history is the only way to put it. I'm coming back with the meaning of the Zoroastrian and Illuminati colors that adorned Pope John Paul II at the funeral at 640 Toronto. I'm a spaceman. This is a view from space. Spaceman here. On a view from space on 640 Toronto. Emails are already pouring in. This from Derek from the UK. It says, space should probably already have this. The baby that... The Pope held just before being shot in 1981 is said to be one of those who saved his life, the one who saved his life, because the shooter did not want to kill the baby. He writes, I don't, wanna, I don't recall her name, but she was interviewed on CBC this week and had the scrapbook with all the pictures. Well, she's now in her 20s and is pregnant. Her due date was the 2nd of April. The death day for Pope John Paul II. She would have been told her due date around the time of her first missed period about nine months ago. Is that coincidental? I'm wondering. Is this coincidental? That quite possibly, as I mentioned, was Venus transiting the sun and having union together on June 6th or June 8th of last year would have put the due date in a nine-month gestation period for the human being in sometime around the middle of March. Not long after that, March 31st, The Pope was deathly ill, or took a turn for the worse. Could it be that that was signaling the Illuminati to make the change 
for the new Pope, and he is the birth? It's a possibility. De labore solis was what St. Malachi called the 266th Pope, the 110th Pope since he died, speaking of Malachi, in the 1100s. We have two more Popes to come, or possibly just one. De labore salis means labor of the sun. And the sun has been in labor now since last June 6th with Venus. Transiting. Is this a grand ritual that we're all a witness to? From the planetary signs? Getting to the funeral, a spaceman, 640 Toronto, a view from space. He was dressed in traditional Zoroastrian and Illuminati colors. Underneath, the Pope was dressed in his traditional white robe in the best of the transition of Zarathustra. This white robe extended beyond the bottom edge of the white or of the red robe. Then, did you notice the red robe? Red is the color of the Illuminati as it's the color of human sacrifice and of spiritual warfare. One of the founders of the Masters of the Illuminati was Mayor Amschel Bauer Rothschild, who, and Rothschild means red shield. He was the money behind Adam Weishaupt, the modern-day Illuminati founder from Bavaria. Rothschild's favorite symbol was the royal red hexagram, and he had that hanging outside of his door. He is a descendant of Esau, who are descendants of Cain. And if you do your research, you'll know that Esau came out completely, totally red from his mother's womb. As a matter of fact, that is one of the reasons why Madonna and others like her that are into the Kabbalah that wear the red string around their wrist that they show off occasionally on the Letterman Show or Jay Leno. Centuries later, the Illuminati invented communism to be pitted against the ruling monarchs and set up their bastard child, Vladimir Lenin. And he used the color red for the communist plague. And Israel was given the hexagram for a national symbol by the Rothschilds. Since the most powerful political men in the world were dressed in the subservient black color in front of the dead Zoroastrian pontiff. They're still acknowledging to the world that they recognize the superiority of the Roman popes. 
the new pope will likely also wear the white colors of Zarathustra. And he'll be recognized as the new sun god reigning on earth. From the beginning of the Illuminati, 1776, May 1st in Bavaria, they recognized the importance of religion in their hearts and their minds, of us, you and I, the average people. And they've chosen the leader of one billion Roman Catholics to unite all religions of the world made especially easily because Catholicism is essentially the same type of goddess worship as the polytheistic religions of the world. And you heard them talking about who was at the funeral. There were yarmulkes. There were all kinds of headdresses. Really giving you the message that all religions were coming around to honor Pope John Paul II. He was the first pope ever to set foot in a Muslim mosque. He was the first one to set foot in a Jewish synagogue. It seems to me the next pope is going to have a lot to do with the Middle East peace talks. In this short period leading up to the appearance of the Antichrist and that first portion of his seven-year reign, the Illuminati Antichrist is going to depend on the Roman false prophet to lead the world into religious worship of him. But the Antichrist and the ten kings of the world constantly fight under this reality and at the earliest opportunity they will turn on the false prophet burn him with fire and utterly destroy him and his church just like Revelation 17, 16 and 18 through 18 tells you but for now the most powerful kings of the world empire are still acknowledging this inferior status of the popes of Rome, the descendants of Zarathustra. The pope was buried in a trapezoidal coffin. A trapezoid. It's defined as a quadrilateral having a couple of parallel sides. There is no requirement as to which two sides have to be parallel and which two sides have to be coming together. More on the box, the coffin they buried Pope John Paul II in in a moment on 640 Toronto. This is a view from Space on Space. I'm a 
on about 35 minutes ago. If you've just joined me, I've been going over the uh, solar eclipses, bookending John Paul II's life. Uh, just went through his uh, clothing and uh, the Gamarelli's clothing store that actually tailored all of the clothing and has tailored all of the clothing for all of the popes for the past hundred or so more years. Shooting them from the hip down, by the way, not showing the face. Um, why, uh, the reason would be, um, they gave a silly reason on the television set, but um, actually what they were doing was they were shooting the crotch. You see, the penis is where the bloodline is perpetuated from. And the bloodline, of course, keeps those in power, in power, beyond their own generation. That's why the obelisk is so revered. And the obelisk is, of course, a statue to the penis. And there's one right in the center of the square in the Vatican. And you've been watching it all week, I would expect, I would assume. I'll get to the obelisk that's there and what it actually is and who it's actually for a little later on in a view from space. Before I get into the trapezoid coffin, let me just say quickly, it's a lot easier to name the people who weren't at the funeral than going through all of those that were. And the Iranian leaders showed really different reactions to the death of Pope John Paul II. And as you know, they are an island of tyranny, according to George W. And Iran may be next for regime change. Their president, Mohammed Katani, personally attended the funeral yesterday as a gesture of respect, while the Islamic Republic's supreme leader remained silent and not even sending a cable of condolence. That is the Ayatollah Khomeini. He snubbed the Vatican. And the official excuse is that he was prompted by the wide belief in Iran that the Pope didn't issue a formal message of condolence when the founder of Iran's 1979 Islamic Revolution, Ayatollah Rola, Rola Khomeini, died in 89. Khomeini is looked on by Iran's state-run media as the leader of the world's Muslims. So, the Pope didn't issue a message of condolence when the late Imam Khomeini died, so there was no reason for the Ayatollah Khomeini, the new imam in charge, to issue a cable of condolence on the Pope's death.
But the Vatican does say that Pope John Paul II did comment on Khomeini's death during a 1989 visit to Finland. And his words were, It is necessary to state with great, great respect and with deep reflection his impact on his country and a considerable part of the world. But I tell you now this. And that is that Iran is indeed next for regime change. And this war on terrorism is not about war on terrorism with the IRA, with the Red Brigade, with all of the rest of the terrorists, only Islam. That's really what the war on terrorism is about. And it's pitting Christian against Islam. And what we're talking here, basically, the bottom line of the Illuminati is, we've had four, count them, four crusades. And here comes number five very soon. Cleverly disguised, as WW3, I'm thinking. So this no condolences with Iran and the leader of the Islamic Republic's supreme leader really feeds the fire for this very soon to come beginning of the crusade as it seems to me it's a view from space on 640 Toronto the trapezoid coffin now, if you saw this coffin the two parallel lines required of a trapezoid are the sides at the very front and at the very end with the two sides coming together at each side on the long side which are precisely the same shape, the same length. It's just standing on end, rather than it's on, on its bottom as the Pope's coffin was sitting. It was a trapezoidal coffin that they buried Pope John Paul II in. It's right out of the occult, taken right out of the world of the vampires. In Satanism, the order of the trapezoid is a very ancient secret society order worshipping the Egyptian god Set, who is Satan. This deeply secretive society is totally dedicated to the left-hand path. That's the path where its members use the power of black magic in the occult for evil. And the black flame is the central source of the order. Every night of the trapezoid, male or female, is an initiate of the left-hand path. Every night is engaged in self-directed, self-deification, or making himself God through liberating rituals and rising on each level, higher and higher. The black flame is the dark source and inspiration of the individual's own psyche. 
as a uniquely developing deity. That's the way they look at it. A kind of kindred spirit to the Prince of Darkness. Michael Aquino, who is the head of the Church of Set, a most satanic organization, tells how the unique insignia was created for the Order of the Trapezoid by the modern American Church of Satan, headed by Anton LaVey. And he wrote about it, kept this in an issue of the Cloven Hoof. It's a satanic magazine. He wrote a commentary, Anton LaVey did, head of the satanic church in America, about the origins of the Church of Satan and the Order of the Trapezoid and its insignia. This emblem, he says, was worn for ritual use by all members of the Magic Circle. The background of the medallion used is black, with a trapezoid, the trident, and the number 666 etched in white. At the base of the medallion are red and yellow flames, with a trident, a three-pronged pitchfork, emerging out of the flames. This medallion remains the only one used by the Church of Satan Council of Nine. And let me just tell you this, that the red and yellow flames on it, what color do you get when you cross yellow and red? Why, orange. And we're experiencing an orange wave right now going through the world. The wave elected Yushchenko in the Ukraine. The orange is on the Swiss Guards uniform that guarded the Pope at the funeral. They were not Vatican Guards. They are Swiss Guards. They must be Swiss nationals to join the Swiss Guard, who have guarded the popes for the last 800 years. Swiss, not Italian. Guard, the Sun King. This is the Spaceman on 640 Toronto. Back with more in a moment. I'm the guy to call space at 640 Toronto. This is a view from space. So it seems to me that the world has been forced into this ritual that we're watching that really started with the Olympics last summer and even before that the transit of Venus across the sun giving us some kind of um, I don't know birth from the union of Venus the goddess of love and the goddess of war with the sun because the people running our world are sun worshippers. You see it everywhere. The ABC logo 
is not a black dot. It's an eclipse of the sun. When you watch CNN, they're constantly showing you the sun behind their logo. It's a bright yellow light that comes flashing at you for a second. The shell logo is not a shell at all. Look at it. It's a half circle at the bottom with rays of sunlight shooting upward. It's the sun. The Pope was buried in a trapezoidal coffin. Taken directly from Satanism, the order of the trapezoid. Here's another one for you. Every time they shot the wooden coffin in the basilica, from above, remember the camera shot? From above... And the cross on the lid was shot upside down with the M for Mary upside down. More on that on 640 Toronto, one of you from space coming up. If you saw a picture of the satanic order of the trapezoid insignia, the emblem, the one worn by all members of the magic circle. You would see the two parallel sides at the top and the bottom while the other two sides coming together at the right and the left, exactly the same shape as the Pope's coffin. And it's made this way for a reason. That type of coffin is built to draw in and preserve evil, dark energy. See, the idea is to attract enough vampire, dark, demonic energy to draw enough energy in and to store that evil energy so that at the right moment, the dead man can come out of a coffin. A demonic resurrection. And, of course, all the way through this funeral, they've been adhering to pagan numerology. The College of Cardinals is meeting April 18th to formally elect the new Pope, who could be the false prophet. April 18th. The College of Cardinals, their members are known as the Princes, of the Roman Catholic Church start April 18th with the secretive election they call the conclave to choose a successor. The cardinal electors will gather for a mass at 10 o'clock in the morning next Monday at St. Peter's Basilica before filing into the Sistine Chapel to begin the vote. That will take place in the afternoon. And occultists regularly hide some of their sacred numbers so that people will not recognize them. 
The triple six is especially hidden. At all times, one of the ways that you can hide a 666 is hidden within the number 18. Since 6 plus 6 plus 6 equals 18, no wonder the date April 18th was chosen. Here's some other interesting numbers connected with this new Pope picking event. There's 183 cardinals to vote for a new pope, a false prophet. But 66 of the 183 are too old to vote. Maximum age being 80, of course. You knew that. The number 6666 is the occult number of the perfect government, which will be occupied by the perfect man. Six. 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 Remember, I've said this before many times on A View from Space on 640 Toronto. When a number is magnified three times, it's at its greatest potency. It's the greatest amount of magnification you can give a single number. Three times. Six, six, six is the Antichrist's number because six is the number of man because God made man on the sixth day. The number 117 is interesting because it's 9 times 13. I've already mentioned the prevalence of the 13 in the life and ministry of John Paul II last week. I got a lot of emails on that saying, that's ridiculous. You're reading so much and too much into it. But until you study the Illuminati's mindset of sacred geometry, astrology, and numerology, you have no idea what's going on in the world today. You may think you do, but you have no idea. Can you sense the overriding presence of a supernatural being guiding this entire affair? More next with a spaceman on 640 Toronto. Can your city, your station, 640 Toronto. I'm space on a view from space. This is 640 Toronto. I'm going through the uh, numbers because you see the Illuminati uh, into sacred geometry, numerology, and astrology to run our lives. Biblical prophecy says the false prophet is going to come from a, a church leader pretending to be Christian. The numbers in Revelation? 13... 11. That's right. Revelation 13.11. And the plan of the Illuminati says that their top religious leader will be the Roman Catholic Pope. Whoever he is at the time. And events are quickly 
rushing toward this conclusion, I believe. At JP2's funeral, did you also notice that each and every time the wooden coffin was shown on the camera above the coffin, it was shooting it from an upside down? And of course, so was the M that was etched on the box top. According to Exposing Satanism, the upside-down cross symbolizes mockery and rejection of Jesus. Necklaces with that symbol are worn by a lot of Satanists. And the letter M, by the way, stands for Mary, but not the Virgin Mary, as you think. No, Mary Magdalene. That's right. Her movie is coming out next year. The push is on for the Merovingian Antichrist to arise. And when that M was shot upside down, it became a W for Windsor. The inverted cross, this cross, is not broken, by the way. It's just turned upside down. It indicates the rejection of Jesus Christ and contempt of the gospel of salvation. Inverted symbols are typical of the opposite values pursued by Satanists. People who are sometimes sacrificed to Satan on Black Sabbath are crucified upside down in accordance with this tradition. Ozzy Osbourne had an upside-down cross on the gatefold of one of his albums. And Bono, the lead singer for U2, has issued and started a new clothing line. It's called Eden. It's spelled E-Dun, E-D-U-N, E-Dun, like as in Garden of Eden. But if you look carefully and show it in a mirror, it becomes the word nude, N-U-D-E. And there's backmasking. I played it on a view from space on 640 Toronto quite often. George Bush's speeches, his own words, backmasked. Rock bands, backmasked. On a view from space on 640 Toronto, I get into the most incredible things that are missed by the average person. The papistry has been killing Bible-believing Christians for centuries, according to Jacob Primer, in Pastor Jacob Primer in Rome. Upside-down crucifixions are one of the tortures that were used on people during the Inquisition. And in this context, the Pope's inverted cross, when they were shooting it for hundreds of millions of people around the world, meant death 
to all who oppose Rome. Since a false prophet will unite all religions all over the entire globe, and since John Paul II did more to unite all religions than any other religious leader in history, I'm not too surprised to see evidences of global religion in the aftermath of Pope John Paul II's death. Are you going to be? If you stick to your own faith, they're going, hey, you know what? You're the problem because you're not changing it to blend in with everyone else's. I say if you have the right answer, you would be a fool to change. And how about the obelisk that's been showing constantly on your television set for the past seven or more days? Do you know what you were really seeing? The obelisk is actually an erect penis. Semiramis gathered up all the body parts of Nimrod. And she found every single one except his penis. One he was killed and quartered. And so she made a monument to it. And the rest, as they say, is history. From ancient Babylon, from ancient Samaria, all the way to the Egyptians, this obelisk... has been one of their main symbols in the occult. The Egyptian obelisk that stands in the square of St. John Lateran is the largest in existence, that one that you have been seeing. It is the largest. It was originally carved during the reign of Pharaoh Tutmosis III. It stood in the Temple of Amon of Thebes. Karnak. And I know the only place that you've probably heard that word, Karnak, is from the Johnny Carson show and Karnak the magician. But he was a real person. That obelisk was removed and taken to Rome by Emperor Constantine. And was placed in the Circus Maximus. In 1587, Pope Sixtus V dug up the fallen, broken, and long forgotten obelisk and had it repaired and placed it in the piazza. Giovanni and Laternano. And interestingly enough, it's possible that Moses saw this very obelisk when he was in Egypt. Now this obelisk means to honor the sun god. It 
It stands beside what the Catholics call the supreme mother of all churches, the official cathedral of the Bishop of Rome. The Pope, which brings to mind Revelation 17.5 and the apostate mother church, Mystery Babylon and the mother of harlots, who stands accused of fornication and a mixing of the sacred with the profane, truth with error. That's what you've been watching at the funeral. What did you see, Patrick? And turn your radio down, please. You're on 640 Toronto and a view from space. Hi. Sure. How are you? I just want to make a note of a quick observation that I made during the funeral, and then I'll just get off and let you discuss it if you want to. But when, the, when they showed the aerial view of the casket, the outer walls that ran south of his body, like towards his feet from his head, it was almost as though they pointed to the center where the obelisk was. And on one side at the front, you had a crowd dressed in white. And on the other side at the front, you had the crowd dressed in dark. And it was almost like he was portrayed as to be some great divider of the light and the dark, which I know is a consistent well, underlying the Zoroastrian belief. You see, the Zoroastrian belief is that you will do good and you will do evil in your life, but you must maintain a balance. That is why the rich who feed off of our deaths and make money off of our lives give hundreds of millions of dollars like putting up cancer hospitals for us and things like that. They spend because they have to balance their life to make it equal. Do you understand me? If you do a lot of evil, you must do a lot of good in this world. That's where they're coming from with the Zoroastrian black and white. You've seen the checkered black and white floor? I have one. I'm staring at one right in front of me. It's on the floor of 640 Toronto's Master Control. It's also, it was also in Windsor Castle today when Camilla and, and Prince Charles were getting their, um, their, uh, their marriage blessed by the Archbishop of Canterbury. It's the Zoroastrian black and white. It's the yin and yang. Do you understand me? Yeah, to be quite honest, I think they, they make him out to be too much of a rock star and, uh, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, well, just the people in general that follow the Pope, they just, I don't know. It's well, it's idol worship. Issue. It's idol worship. You have to call it that, don't you? You have to call it idol worship. That's what it is. I guess they're not, you would. They're not worshiping the God that he represents. They're worshiping the man. Correct? Yes, that's right. right. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But you see, every religion seems to fall into that idolatry because they, you know, they set up men and, and, and hold them great. We're just so full of uh, uh, idolatrous um, images in, in our life. We're because that's what in, we've been programmed for. We're just caught up in our own righteousness and that's it. Well, we're actually being programmed, sir. We're actually being mind-controlled, brainwashed into accepting idols and not the real God. They want to hide the truth from you. Remember, there are three rings. One ring to bind them. One ring to keep them in the dark and one ring to rule them all. The binding... Well, let me get back with that coming up on 640 Toronto. It's a view from space. I'll explain the three rings in a moment. All right. Spaceman at 640 
Toronto. This is a view from space. Emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. Uh, this one's from Coney. Hi, Space. You're talking about the Pope's funeral. I actually heard a CNN reporter say that this is what a one-world government would look like as the camera was panning by the world leaders. It was said so tongue-in-cheek. And he also has a comment that says Laura Bush also looks a lot like Jackie O. Ignatius, Bishop of Antioch, from the year 69 to 117 A.D., said, Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God? Pope Paul VI said the smoke of Satan has entered the church, is around the altar. Homer, one of the great writers referring to an eclipse from the Odyssey. The sun has perished out of heaven, and an evil mist hovers over all. I get that feeling ever since the transit of Venus across the face of the sun this past summer. Hi, Tyler. Go ahead. You're on 640 Toronto. Go ahead. You're on 640 Toronto. It's a view from space. Hi. Um, I'm talking about 666 and after Jesus got crucified... I bet you there are 666 other people that got crucified after. I'm not sure where you're going with that. Um, like, because Jesus probably saved most of his men just because he did. And um, 666 other people probably also... Do you understand? Yeah, hold on, Tyler. Let me just quickly uh, give you a quick tutorial on on 666, okay? Okay. The number 6 itself, standing alone, just represents man because God made man on, on the sixth day. Okay. That's said in the book. That's said in the Bible itself. 66, when you put two of them together, that means the perfect government. And you'll see a lot of news stories with 66 on them or the date 66 on them. When it comes to uh, a governmental maneuver to move us closer to uh, our one world government that's coming. And triple six represents the highest magnification possible for a man, which gives us the Antichrist 666. Okay? Okay. Thanks for your call. Spaceman, hi, Rocco, go ahead. You're on. A view from space. Go ahead. How's it going, space? How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, yeah, this Cam Camilla uh, Parker Bowles there and Prince Charles. First day of uh, the Passover. Well, I call it Passover, but nine days of mourning. Why would they do that? 
Why? Why? Well, simply because you've had a whole week of well, they death. Well, they canceled it once. You've had a whole week of death. And then the next huge story that comes out of it, after he's dead and buried, comes this wonderful celebration of two occult families coming together in the open, in public. And they are occult nobility families that have come together. So who's going to elect this next pope then? What do you mean, who is going to? Well, well obviously the cardinals are going to, starting April 18th. The red cardinal. The, the, the cardinals that are under 80, of course, yes. There's five of them. Well, there's a lot more. There's 117 of them, Rocco. Uh, five only vote. No, sir. That's not correct. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive of that. I don't know where you're getting your numbers from, but listen. These men are controlled that go into that conclave. And a deal, I believe, has been made. And I believe it has been made with the future Antichrist that the Freemasons will have their Pope ascend to the Can you make a prediction right now? Uh, I, I don't make I don't I don't make predictions. Is it going to be a pope from Nigeria or? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? There's there's another one too, Ratzinger. Yeah. Ratzinger was born in Bavaria. Yeah. He was a German uh, Nazi soldier. Uh, yes, yes. There there are others um, in there also, and you you never know what's going to happen or how well they've hidden this blood lineage because it will be blood lineage, okay? And it will be a person, I believe this time, that the Freemasons finally put their person in, and he will change the rules. He will have he, he will he will ordain women as uh, as uh, bishops. Yeah, allow women in, into the church. No, no, no. I, I believe all of those changes are coming. I believe same-sex marriage uh, may be endorsed by this new pope. There are many changes that are coming that will go along the lines of the Antichrist and the way that the political... See, we're talking about population now. Uh, same-sex marriage, you cannot populate any, any area of the earth. Well, I'm just saying that that is the Illuminati's goal. And I'm thinking that possibly this is the Pope that's going to be totally controlled by Freemasonry. Thanks for your call. Spaceman, 640 Toronto, a view from space. Back with more in a minute. The ancient mystery religions, numerology, and the Holy Grail decoded. And he goes deeper than a black hole into today's headlines. This is A View from Space with the Spaceman. Your city, your station, 640 Toronto. I'm Space on 640 Toronto. It's A View from Space. One ring to bind them. One ring to keep them in the dark. And one ring to rule them all. That show is actually coming to Toronto. And we'll play here for quite some time. Understand it completely. It's Norn. Norn religion. N O R N E. Spelled backwards, it's Enron. Yes, Enron. The largest bankruptcy in business history. Norn is the religion that this stems from. J R R Tolkien wrote it. 
When he said one ring to bind them, he meant religion and idolatry and sex and drugs. That binds you. One ring to keep them in the dark. That's them keeping the truth, the real truth from you and not letting it get out. Except only in a few places. And usually by accident. And one rule, and one ring to rule them all is the Antichrist. With a death Pope John Paul II comes new talk of old Roman Catholic prophecies concerning the future of that church. And there's this huge sudden interest in the predictions of St. Malachi dating back to the 1100s. Notice the year 1100s. Malachi prophecies predicted 112 future popes after the one that he was experienced when he was alive in the 1100s. I've done a research and homework and have tracked the list of popes down to Pope John Paul II as being the next to last good pope according to prophecy, or possibly one more after this. But there's see there and uh, on see, let me get to it. Keep in mind that the Saint Malachi prophecies are steeped in controversy and a lot of critics within the church claim prophecies are forgeries because they were lost for 400 years and were unknown from inception until 400 years later and the prophecies written by St. Malachi after having alleged witnessed a vision were given to the reigning pope who apparently shelved them in a shroud of secrecy only to be uncovered 400 years later. In those writings, a lot of future popes were mystically referred to with a moniker for each pope as their title. Their mystical title might be connected to where the pope lived, his family, or maybe his background, or whatever it might provide a linking clue. Because, you see, Malachi could not give you the name. He could only give the moniker a little short description in a few words. The prophecy indicated that the Pope, which, began, which became John Paul II, was a Pope connected to the Son, or the Son Pope, so to speak. The Malachi prophecies state that Pope number 266 in the line of 268 of them, or 267, was the 110th of the succeeding Popes after St. Malachi was living. And his moniker, of course, was De Labore Solis, the Eclipse of the Sun, or the Labor of the Sun. And I told you, this is where it really gets interesting. Pope John Paul II was born on May 18th, 1920, the day of a, an eclipse of the sun. And he was buried on April 8th the first eclipse of this year. Now, that the Pope has died, we find something very interesting here. In fact, we understand two interesting aspects. First, remember that 
the Italian media actually announced the death on April 1st. They feel fooled a few of the local media here and reported him dead. Italian media was the first to report it. But that was quickly denied by the Vatican. What if he did die then, April 1st? So what's the matter then, right? Well, first of all, April 1st is a special occult day for which it significance is incredible. Besides it being April Fool's Day, it has a lot to do with Ishtar, the chief goddess of Babylon. And according to the rules, a, a pope must be buried within four to six days after their death. That would mean that if the pope had died on April 1st, then he must be buried and in the ground by April 7th and they would miss the eclipse. A big deal, right? And you remember that the Malachi prophecy says that Pope John Paul II was connected with the sun. April 8th, the day he was buried yesterday, was six days after John Paul officially, or the death was officially announced. And it was the last day that his body could remain unburied. So he actually died, maybe, possibly, April 1st, or even before, because I've been getting emails telling people, uh, people telling me, when he came back from the hospital, the last time, each and every single time that he was put on television, he was shot from behind and you could not see his face. He have even, in fact, had a stand-in. And, in fact, they were waiting for April 2nd to announce his death. So how ironic is that, as two solar eclipses bookend John Paul II's life? And it really matches the St. Malachi prophecy, doesn't it? It was almost as if the Vatican elite planned it this way. And maybe they did. And just maybe St. Malachi was also Illuminati. And he wrote down the plan and they're following it. The plan passed down through the ages. Let's go deeper. The St. Malachi prophecy indicates that the next Pope, number 111, or number 267 in all on the list, will be the Pope called Gloria Olivet, the glory of the olives. And remember when Noah was in the ark and there was no land and there was a flood. He sent doves out from the ark to find out if there was land. And a dove came back with an olive branch in its mouth, confirming the floodwaters were receding and land was near. I believe we've had the flood, the great tsunami 
And now, the dove has been sent out, and even this Pope, Pope John Paul II, remember the dove episode on his balcony? When he tried to, he was with children, and he tried to let loose the white doves, and they flew back in? Considered, by the way, a very bad omen for a bird to fly back into your home in the occult. Pope number 112 or 268, the very last on the list of St. Malachi's prophecy, making him the last of the popes before the end of the church. This pope will be called Peter Romanus or Petrus Romanus. And here's what St. Malachi said about him. In extreme persecution, the seat of the Holy Roman Church will be occupied by Peter the Roman, who will feed the sheep through many tribulations, at the term of which the city of seven hills will be destroyed, and the formidable judge will judge his people. The end. So ends the St. Malachi prophecy. Let's delve into the inner dark realms of the inner sanctum of Vatican. I'll try to get to your calls in a moment. If you're online, waiting. And to get deeper, you've got to go to the testimony and the legacy of a famous Vatican confidant. This person, a priest by the name of Father Malachi Martin, who was the chief exorcist for the Vatican the exorcist that became the famous priest in the movie The Exorcist. Back with more in a moment on 640 Toronto. This is a view from space. I'm the guy to call space. It's a view from space on 640 Toronto. Emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or simply space at 640toronto.com Venture writes space the reason for the cross being upside down is because St. Peter was crucified upside down because he did not want to be crucified the way Christ was he did not feel worthy that's why the seat of the Pope has an upside down cross well he also states you cannot deny that JP2 was a holy man every one who met him broke down. That's how charismatic he was. He lived under Nazism, communism. He was nearly killed in 81, but I believe that was a warning, by the way, uh, Venture. But thanks the Virgin Mary for saving his life, uh, directing the bullet. Also, according to Cardinal Ouellette of Quebec City, he made a pact with God when he was 65 to allow God to make him suffer so that he could be an example of suffering to others. Don't forget... To that, he changed the cooking staff to the Grey Nuns when he was elected, not only to get Polish food, but also to prevent himself from being poisoned. JP2 also stated his frustration of only being able to control three out of 100 departments in the Vatican. He also mentioned to people that he that had seen him before. Well, let me let me reread re that. He also mentioned to people that seen him before he died that he could talk freely in his room but outside he had no control anymore 
man of the sun. Did you notice that the sun always came out when he appeared? Even his funeral was supposed to rain all week. It never did. And his last point is also notice that in his pictures of the last few months, he looks different. They were maybe using a double. So, I was talking about Father Malachi Martin uh, before the break, who was the chief exorcist for the Vatican and the exorcist that became the famous priest in the movie The Exorcist. By the way, the remake of that 1973 movie is being remade, spearheaded by Warner Brothers and Rogue Pictures, who recently produced Seed of Chucky. You notice that? Seed of Chucky? The Seed of Charles? and is looking to star Dakota Fanning and possibly Gary Oldman in a major role. First draft's already been penned by Jim Cash, who did Anaconda. The project is said to be more of a re-imaging than a remake. Production was supposed to have started even last month, March. No release date yet. Oh, I know they're going to put out The Exorcist one more time. Also, Mary Magdalene. And coming up April 13th uh, on a television set near you, The Resurrection. Or is that what they call No, The Revelation. That's it. It's all about the Crusades. Anyway, Malachi Martin, a Jesuit priest from Ireland became a close confidant to each of the popes from the 1960s on. Malachi Martin was actually a Dead Sea Scrolls scholar who wrote one of the earliest books, a couple of volumes, on the Dead Sea Scrolls. He was an expert on ancient Semitic languages. Later, Martin became involved with the Roman Catholic Church rituals of exorcism. That was when he developed that reputation for battling the occult world. It was that battle that really got him all of that unwanted media pressure and exposure for the rest of his life. He was also a prolific writer. He wrote 16 books and a lot of magazine articles. He died on the 28th of July, 1999, at the age, I believe, of 78. He made incredible, uncanny, accurate predictions about the geopolitics of the uh, Vatican. Martin had a... um, I don't know, he he had a flair for predicting the unthinkable, only to be laughed at when he did, but yet be found accurate when the prediction came about. Now you know some background. Let me go to some comments made by Malachi Martin in media interviews on radio and television before his death. Malachi spoke about the uh, third secret of Fatima, which only the Pope himself supposedly knew. Yet Malachi says that at least one of the popes, I think it was Pope John the Twenty-Third, that told Malachi Martin the secret. He supposedly discussed it in some detail with uh, Pope John Paul II after the Pope survived the assassination attempt. The third secret of Fatima is the third secret of Virgin Mary that supposedly told those three Portuguese children at Fatima, Portugal, um, and that whole 
so-called miracle happened around May 13th, 1917. And it had predictions for the future of the world after World War II. And Malachi Martin summed up the material as... It says that no matter what happens, there are going to be terrible wars. There are going to be diseases. Whole nations are going to be wiped out. There are going to be three days of darkness. There are going to be epidemics that will wipe out whole nations overnight. Parts of the earth will, earth will be washed away at sea and violent tornadoes and storms. It's not a nice message at all. Martin also spoke about the St. Malachi prophecies. Malachi Martin hinted that maybe, just maybe, Pope 111 or 266, the next one, will be the last Pope. The Olive Pope, also known as the Black Pope, or the Antichrist Pope, as opposed to 112, to be called Peter Romanus. See, there's a discrepancy about this 112 the one that comes supposedly comes after the one that they're going to be uh, picking uh, come April 18th. By the way, uh, April 18th is a 13. There are many 13s in Pope John Paul's papacy. And that ending it. Martin indicated that there might be an intervening pope between 111 and 112. And it and it seemed that way if you listen to his past few media appearances that he believed Pope John Paul might be the last good pope. Of course, he also indicated that number 111 also might only reign as pope for a few days, weeks, or maybe months before an untimely death, like Pope John Paul II's namesake, Pope John Paul I, who spent only 33 days in office. Martin, in his books and interviews, made it very clear that he thinks satanic forces operating through priests, bishops, cardinals, who sold their soul to the devil, are in position to take over the entire Roman Catholic Church. Which is what I mean when I say a, a Freemason Pope is next. For some, it might seem very strange, but for a lot of us, we've always thought that the Roman Catholic Church was occultic. But I'm surprised to hear men like Malachi Martin actually admit it. One thing, though, remains clear, and that is that Martin, Malachi Martin was certainly that in the near future, a pope would become the Antichrist or Antipope. Personally, I think that a future pope may be the false prophet who drives everyone else to worship the beast or Antichrist, but not the actual Antichrist himself. More in a minute. I'm going to be from space. This is 640 Toronto. The Stafford Show. He goes deeper into today's headlines than anyone else dares to go. But can you take it? This is A View from Space with the Spaceman on 640 Toronto. I'm Space, 640 Toronto. This is the View from Space. Get your calls in just a moment at 416-870-6400 or star 640 on your cell. I've got a line open. 
I was just commenting on Malachi Martin and the last two popes. And my personal theory is that the future pope will be the false prophet, not the Antichrist. I believe that the uh, Antichrist will be the political leader and the pope will be the false prophet. They will both have an uncomfortable relationship as one needs the other to attain their goal of a new world order than when the Antichrist no longer needs the false prophet. He will walk into the temple, the third built temple in Jerusalem of Solomon to the exact specifications. He will call himself God. He will turn on the Vatican and destroy it, probably uh, a nuclear hit. So what kind of science do you look for to confirm that kind of a view? Well, for starters, any signs or signals in the death of Pope John Paul II will do. And there were strong reports of the Pope dying on April 1st, which is a special occult day. But wait, there's even a, a more significant day, which is April 8th, his burial day. April 8th is called Master's Day or Day of the Masters. Check this little bit of irony out. This is no cult satanic holiday called Master's Day or Day of the Masters, April 8th. The Pope was buried on that date which is the last date allowed, as I've stated already on a View from Space on 640 Toronto, that under uh, Roman Catholic law, canon law, he must be buried on the 6th or the 7th day. And if he would have been declared dead on the 1st, then he could have not been buried between the 5th through the 7th he would have been buried on a day that was missed by the Day of the Masters. So they had to declare him dead on the second so that they could bury him on the day of the Masters, the high satanic holiday. April 8th is also a day for unusual solar eclipses. This one was the hybrid eclipse, the first eclipse of this year. The Pope, according to St. Malachi prophecy, was to be the Pope of the Sun, or the Pope of the Eclipse. Well, he's living up to that title. That's another sign. Combine that with the fact that the occult holy day, with all of the masters of the world gathered in one place at the same time, that meaning all the world's leaders gathered for the Pope's funeral. I mean, there were four kings, five queens, leaders from over a hundred countries present. It leads you to consider that the possibility that the Illuminati leadership will stage something spectacular on a day called Master's Day or the Day of the Masters, April 8th. And they did! The funeral and gathered all the world's leaders or masters in one place. That is some kind of a sign. I would think it may merely be that there will be another sign that will help select the next pope that will be the false prophet.
I also suspect that the next Pope will be chosen during the occult high holy days of April 26th through May 1st, in some way, shape, or form. If Satan has gained control of the Vatican totally, like I believe he has, we'll be able to pick up the clues or the signature because the numbers are like, well, fingerprints to a detective. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I can only speculate and keep my eyes open and wait as we move through this bizarre period of time in human history. I have one more thing to say about uh, the Malachi prophecies before I get to the telephone, and I will do that. St. Malachi was a 12th century Irish monk who, while on a visit to Rome, as I've said, had a vision of all the popes who would reign from Celestine II to the end of the Catholic Church. Malachi saw and committed to paper a series of Latin phrases, monikers, describing the popes to come. He cataloged each one with a moniker. He made the prophecy in 1139. 11, a number that you never break down, by the way. The Illuminati with numerology never break down the 11. And the 39, as you can see, is 3 times 13. The most magnified possible for the number 13. You get 39. He makes that prophecy in 1139. Another sign to me. Another footprint. Another fingerprint, if you will. And, so we're led to believe, this information was entrusted to Pope Innocent II in 1140. But for some reason, it was lost in the Vatican for 400 years, only to be discovered in 1595. problem with the prophecies as listed in the prophecies of St. Malachi, published by Thompson A. Nielsen Company, a Catholic publishing house, is that Malachi's original works listed only 111 popes, not 112, only 111, which we're coming up to. Sometime between the first and subsequent printings, the 112th Petrus Romanus was added to Malachi's prophecy. It was added after the 1820 publication of the prophecies. One hundred and ten is de la solis, he of the eclipse sun from the labor of the sun. That's Karol Wojtyla, Pope John Paul II. And the 111th, Gloria Olive, the glory of the olive, which is oil, the source of the meaning of Christ and Messiah, anointed. The order of St. Benedict has said that this pope will come from their order, also known as the Olivetans. Malachi died in 1148 at Clairvaux in the arms of St. Bernard. It's interesting that Jesus gave his apocalyptic prophecy about the end of the age 
from the Mount of Olives. And the edition, the 112th edition, Petrus Romanus, in the final persecution of the Holy Roman Church, there will be a Peter the Roman who will feed his flock amid many tribulations after which the seven-hilled city will be destroyed and the dreadful judge will judge the people the end. That was added. Peter was, of course, Shimon bar Jonah, the follower of Jesus, who is claimed as the first pope. Jesus called Shimon Ananias, which is Aramaic for rock, and was clearly meant as an additional name. So, Peter in his time would have been known as Shimon Ananias. And the name Peter comes from the Latin translation of rock, which is Petrus, or Petrus. Moving to Rome, Simon became Peter the Roman, a foreign and a, a foreigner and a Jew, known in Latin as Petros Romanus. So let me go to the phone. And see what your thoughts are. Hi, go ahead, Joe. You're on with the spaceman. This is Ann, uh, 640 Toronto, a view from space. Go ahead. Hi, space. Now, uh, I've got a clue as to who number 111, the glory of the olive, might be. His name is Cardinal Silvano Piovanelli. He's the Archbishop of Florence. And his family is famous for growing olive trees. No. And I went on the website where he, an article published by him was at. I don't want to name the, name the, web, the name of the website because I don't want to uh, put them in bad light, but they may be, they may be somebody, uh, a New Age uh, 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 cult. But anyway, this guy, from what I've been reading, he sounds like he's thoroughly steeped in New Age. Mm. So, you know, you might, if he gets to be the, the I next believe, number one in you, you know, of all, first of all, Joe, to what I'm saying. Yeah. First of all, Joe, do you believe that this next pope is going to change some rules? Absolutely. I, I do, too, and I get this feeling that they're going to be sweeping changes. Absolutely. He may, and and he their wants, excuse will be that they're going along with uh, what people want. Well, from well, what I've since read... When, since when does God do what people want? That's right. But isn't he God, supposed to give God's us the way to never live? change? Right. Isn't he supposed to give us the way? And not we're not supposed to go to the people and amend these things. Exactly. This is, this is what I believe the next pope will be doing. Uh, and, and here's what I uh, what I found out. This guy will be a real sweet talker, uh, and but but he he'll be poisoned. Just so watch out. <laughs> Thank you so much for the warning. It's 640 Toronto, The Spaceman. Back with more of your calls in a moment at 416-870-6400, star 640, I'm Space. This is A View from Space on 640 Toronto. I'm taking your emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or just simply space at 640toronto.com. This one's from KTO. Hello, Spaceman. There is something about the next possible Pope you should know. 
Pope Francis Arinze. First, sum of letters in the first and last name equal 13. He does have 13 letters in his two names, first and last. He was born 11, 1, and 32. That's the first day of November 1932. And of course, that adds up to 18, 3 times 6, which is 666. A very well concealed 666. He was ordina ordained priest in 58, a 13. In 85, he was elevated to cardinal. That's another 13. Became Archbishop of Nigeria on the sixth month, the 26th day of 1967. First of all, there's three sixes in the date. 26 is 2 times 13, and 6 and 7 is 13. So there's actually two 13s and a triple 6 on that date. And finally, the numbers on Francis Arinze. At the day of John Paul II's death, he resigned from being the prefect of divine worship and the disciple of the sacraments, Roman Curia. And of course, the day that John Paul II died was the 4th, or I'm sorry, the 2nd of April, 2005. If you add those numbers, it is a 13. Is that the man? Spaceman, go ahead. Rudy, you're on. Hello, Spaceman. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, from what I read from uh, Revelation 13, and uh, yes, it's about the false prophet. Uh, um, from what I understand, if they do pick the, the, the anti-pope as, as we're talking about, that, uh, that, uh, that they're supposed to be a conservative, a conservative like, and they're supposed to be like a liberal. If they pick the liberal, which would be the anti-pope, he would only last 42 months, three and a half years, and that would give more power to the devil. And I believe that... Uh, that, um, that, would, uh, that would put us into what, 2008, 2009, hmm? Yeah. Around there. This is supposed to be a, a tribulation period, but this is supposed to happen. And I believe we're, we're, we're coming to it already. And 2012 has uh, got some um, pretty um, convincing uh, data behind that date. Um, for instance, the Mayan calendar runs out in 2012. Yeah. Uh, Venus is actually... Um, um, figures prominently in the Mayan calendar. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean the end of the world at 2012 when this calendar runs out, by the way. It just means a change. Yeah. Okay? Not oh. an end to the world, but a oh. change in the world. And yeah. that seems to be what they're pointing to. So you could possibly be right, Rudy, where yeah. we have a man that would rule for maybe three and a half years. Yeah. And then the other takes over, and then it yeah. really gets heavy. The reason why I say that is because I'm a Catholic, and I believe that uh, I believe that uh, because everybody everybody wants to change, like you're talking about before. People want to change, right? You know, yeah, and you know, like the, that the thing is, you don't go against the grain. 
you've got to go with the grain. You go against the grain with against the Catholic Church, there's going to be penalties. Right, correct. That, that, that's what I believe. Yes. And, uh, you know, the thing is, like that, uh, I mean, the whole book of Revelation, it's, it's all there. And uh, I, 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 you know, being a Catholic guy, let it be said that the devil is going to be defeated. Well, I, I absolutely, uh, totally agree with you. But what if, uh, because uh, King James, the King James Version of the Bible, yeah. King James was a Merovingian. Mm-hmm. He also uh, was, uh, was Illuminati, and he printed the Bible. Right. Could right. it be there uh, laying down the groundwork to get Christians pitting against Islam to go and fight their crusades for them? It's possible. I mean, there's, there's, from what I understand, there's a lot, of, a lot of Catholics leaving the Catholic religion and going to uh, Islamic religion. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> Well, they're simply dissatisfied with um, uh, who, who God is, according to the Roman Catholic Church, of course. Right, but I mean... Like, I, I think people really want to know who God is. Right. And I, I think they're running from the places that they know where he's not. Well, you know, um, you know like, I, I, believe, I believe there's a good and there's, there's a bad. And if, uh, if there's a heaven, there's a hell. And uh, there may be purgatory. For people who are like uh, possibly atheists but don't believe in the devil, don't believe in don't believe in God, mm-hmm. you know. So um, there's a I don't know there's 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 so much involved. But and this is that this is where the tribulation is because people don't know who to turn to. Absolutely right. You know, and uh, that's what I wanted to say. Thanks a lot. So, okay, so I just wonder if they can motivate all of us with their brainwashing to go and fight the Muslims in the Middle East for them. Because like I said earlier on A View From Space on 640 Toronto, this war on terrorism is not about the IRA terrorists, it's not about the Red Brigade terrorists, it's not about... It's about Islam terrorists, Muslim terrorists only. A thinly veiled, a thinly disguised crusade to get Jerusalem back for the Merovingian family, which is, I believe, what they have planned for us. Nadine, you're on with the spaceman at 640 Toronto. Hello. Hi. Um, I was amazed a couple of weeks ago when I uh, rented a DVD uh, called National Treasure with uh, Nicholas Cage. Did yeah, I know that really well, yeah. Whoa. So I'm thinking, um, you know, along with your, what you said earlier about the second ring, how is it that, um, you know, these secret societies would let a movie like this, you know? Um, well, well, this is how they brainwash us. This is how they actually uh, get us under mind control. It's called familiarity. Oh. You know, you, 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 through the movies and through the music videos and, and, and through the, through the uh, commercials even on television mm-hmm. and through the, through the sitcoms even, it's woven cleverly into the plots and into the, uh, into the lines that are used okay. to, to make you familiar with um, uh, having the sun as God. Well, aren't you scared, like, having a show like this with all this information, like, that you're sharing with everyone? Aren't you, like, because uh, I noticed that when it's um, the commercial, they say, for as long as you can, you know, have the show. Like, aren't you afraid of, you know, telling the truth and what could happen to you? The only 
fear is fear itself. Well, what about what you said about what was going to happen but before March 25th? What, what did happen? I believe it was the Pope. Okay. That this Pope is going to be the birth. That's what I believe. Okay. And they're electing him come the 18th of April. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I'm the Spaceman. This is 640 Toronto. This has been a view from space. Coast to coast is next. I'm Space. I'm out. The streets of Toronto will...